And now, after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Country music and fine moonshine. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. <laughs> One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, Jim here, Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the show. We, it is, what is it today? Tuesday, holy shit. Joey Adams is here, guys. This is an episode that has been in the making, in the discussions for, ah, damn, a long ass time. And uh, we finally were able to take some time and find some time and get Joey on the show. Uh, We had a great conversation. It was one of those conversations that we love where we just didn't want to end. Um, But, uh, you know, unfortunately, all good things come to an end. Um, So good, good, good segue to that. Um, A few weeks ago, we had mentioned that we were going to take a hiatus. um, And I'm pleased to announce that we are back. Um, We are saying fuck it. And we are jumping back in full fledged. Um, You know, we're going to take the personal stuff we've got going on in stride. And we are going to come back full fledged with um with the news and all the the country music shit um we have pbr this weekend at the dcu center in worcester so we're going to uh kind of make that our kickoff and we also have a great um review coming of norther by shane smith and the saints that's coming out march 1st um we've been digging that album for a while so we got some stuff that's coming up that we're gonna uh we're gonna do and um you know I just, uh, just long story short, I need to get back. So without further ado, our conversation with Joey Adams, we hope you enjoy. Joey, again, thank you so much for coming on, brother. It's an absolute pleasure to talk to you, man. I fucking love you, bro. Um, Keep up the good work, and I hope everybody enjoys the show. Enjoy. We want to give a big thank you to our friends over at Off the Rails here in Worcester, Massachusetts. You can find them at offtherailsworcester.com. They have a great restaurant, a great music venue. They have everything you would want to feel like in Nashville right here in Central Mass. If you're ever in the area, check out the restaurant, check out the music venue. Again, offtherailsworcester.com, 90 Commercial Street, Worcester. Check them out. Joseph? What's going on? What's up, buddy? What's new? Oh, you know, same shit, man. Just a different fucking day. I feel it, brother. You know, man, it's it's the grind, man. We're just grinding. Trust me, I know. I didn't get in until about 1 a.m. last night. I had to go over to Morgantown to practice with the band and came back to Wheeling. It was a whole headache and a half. Well, I mean, you're in West Virginia, bro. The whole state's a headache and a half, man. Uh, I'd I like to say you, I'd like to say you're wrong, but I mean, I love ragging on West Virginia. I can't tell you how many people we've talked to from West Virginia. Uh, really, and it's just it's just fun. It's just fun to rag on because you know when and I'm going to tell you why because when you don't live in West Virginia and you live in like civilization, 
um, you hear just the nastiest shit about West Virginia. You do. The nastiest shit. That's not an exaggeration. I mean, you hear horror stories, but then yeah. you live you live here, and depending on where you live, it can be really nice. Oh, I'm sure. I see pictures, and it's you know beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, I don't know if I would live there, but it's nice. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's not for everyone. I mean, the part that I'm in right now, I'd like to get out of in the future. Because um, I'm a wheeling, and it's like I'm not used to being around, you know, cities and, like, cars driving by and everything. Like, <laughs> we we just moved out of, like, town, and, like, we're kind of in the suburbs now, me and my girl. And – it was like, holy shit, what a difference. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you're in Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah. So uh, Billy Joel sang about Wheeling, West Virginia once. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that uh, in like Billy, Billy the Kid, I think he uh, talks about Wheeling, West Virginia. I could be wrong. Um, I don't think I am, though. Um, so where is that in comparison to... Oh, I see. I'm looking at the map right now. So you're like, you're like, say, like a if you hold up your middle, fi- if you hold up the bird, like throw yep. the bird, it's right on the middle finger. Gotcha. Okay. That's okay. how everyone in West Virginia will tell you where they're from. All right. Gotcha. So you're like, uh, all right. So from like Wheeling to Morgantown, that's, that's a little bit of a ride. It looks like it's about an hour. Okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, it, it, it takes about an hour and 15 to get to where my – so we practice at my uh, bass player's house. And, uh, you know, it's it's about an hour and 15 there. But the majority of my band is in Morgantown and then me that's in Wheeling. And uh, my lead guitarist, producer, he has the furthest drive. He drives from Akron, Ohio. Oh, damn. That's like a three-hour drive. I was just going to say, because Akron's just south of Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So then if you go no, so west, you're hitting Columbus pretty much dead on. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. I actually uh, – so I'm, I'm from Zanesville, Ohio. Okay. So, and yeah, so it's like two hours to Columbus, about an hour and a half to get home to my parents and all that. But, cool. yeah, I mean, feeling's nice. It's kind of – in the middle of, you know, all the places I need to be at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So what brought you to West Virginia from OHIO? Uh, college, actually. Um, I went to, I'm still going to West Liberty University, about to graduate in May. Um, but yeah, no. But you're started... not a mountaineer? Huh? You're not a mountaineer? No, no. Although I do love watching the mountaineers when they yeah. win. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody but, likes their people. Yeah, but I always tell people that uh, Mountaineers during like the regular season, and then when it comes playoff time, I watch the Buckeyes. That didn't yeah. pan out too well this year, but uh, nope. but uh, you know, hopefully next year, hopefully next yeah. year I can watch both of them. Honestly, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because you know, back to talking about West Virginia, like it's. You know, and I could be totally talking out of turn, right? Because I'm not from there. I've never been there. 
Um, but it's like that's where like the civilization is wheeling Morgantown, and then once you get south, it's nothing. Is that am I am I under the right assumption, or is somebody from West Virginia gonna come on here and fucking rip me a new ass? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone will. I mean, that's one thing I've learned about the people that are from West Virginia. Um, everyone's very proud of their state, regardless of like what everyone thinks. Hell yeah. Um, but. Yeah, no, I mean, there's Wheeling, Morgantown, there's like Parkersburg, Charleston, Huntington, um, and they're cities, but they're not big cities. Okay. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, I think you can kind of... You there? Sorry. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, Tyler Booth's father of all people just was calling, so I'm going to have to call him back. <laughs> Dang. It's not every day Tyler Booth's dad calls me, I guess, but... Him and I have oh, a good relationship. I'll just call him back. Anyway, sorry. Sorry That's about that. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I'm going off on a tangent. I, we had met Tyler, fuck, a long time ago, a couple of years ago now. And he played for a group. He would played up here for a crowd of maybe, maybe 50 people, okay? Mm. And we had the pleasure of seeing him this past spring open up for Cody Johnson up here in Lowell. And... Um, I, I ran into Tyler and Jay and his Tyler and Jay, his dad, and he was like, they were both same time. Oh, my God, Jim, we haven't seen you since Worcester. It's like, dude, that was a fucking year and a half ago. Jeez. It was like super awesome. cool. It was awesome. You know, and now Tyler's doing, you know, he's on the, he's doing a, a run of his own shows. I'm, I'm super proud of him. Sorry. I am cutting into your fucking time, man. No, no, no. He, no. I mean, it's cool, man. Tyler's, he's killing it right now. Yeah, man. And he's, you know, somebody like me doing this, right? You know, I, I see and hear everybody, right? Yeah. And he's one that it surprises the hell out of me how he isn't bigger already, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think it's just one of those things that, like, for him, especially, it, it just takes time. Yeah. And it takes the you know, right like, moment to, to hit. And when that moment I, hits, he'll take off. I guess. I guess. But, you know, you think about songs like, you know, like Palomino Princess. That's been out for a few years now. And that song just fucks, man. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry. Sorry, again. Anyway. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. Joey, this is how this show works, man. This is exactly what it's like. It's like. ADHD on fucking steroids. Brother, it is um, not even 1030 in the morning. I'm, I'm going to be the same way. <laughs> bro, bro, I just, I actually just took my ADHD meds, so I'm like fucking firing on all cylinders. I'm like, let's go. I know, let's I'm go. just thinking about everything that I've got going on. I mean, I got a thousand different things on my mind every minute of the day, so. Yeah, I mean, so, all right, so the when I, I like to tell people I discovered Joey Adams. Uh, I I mean, I did it. You know what I mean? You're doing your own thing your own way, and it's awesome. Um, but, you know, man, I, I don't even – I stumbled across you. I, it had to have been through Spotify, right? Or maybe we linked on Facebook. I don't remember. I think it was uh, – it, it actually, funny enough, it's awesome that we're doing this now because it would have been like uh, last year. About this Jan- time, right? Yeah, about this time because okay. I released West Virginia Girls that we did with Philip Bowen. Um, yes. Jan- 
last year. And I remember that's whenever you and I had connected and you were like, Hey, this song, you know, it goes hard. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you like posted, it was like song of the day for uh, boots and whiskey. And yeah, I was hyped about it. My friends were hyped about it, but yeah. And I think that's when you and I connected. Yeah. And you've blown me off all year. It's been awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Actually, no, I gotta lie to you. I'm, I've kind of like blown you off, but not intentionally. At all. Hey, you're busy. I've wanted wanted you on this show so bad for a year. Well, it's like last year, I was busy probably going up until July, August, just playing. And then when things started to die down, they didn't even die down for me because I had, you know, I had a friend get married. I had, you know, just family to see, people to hang out with that I had kind of been blowing off the whole year. And it just, You've been busy. You've been killing it, bringing on God, who knows? You've been bringing on a ton of insane acts and artists on your show. Dude, I don't even know who I've had on anymore, man. Dude, it's I it's really insane. But, really yeah, well, I, I mean, that, no, we're busy what people. Doing, what you're doing is insane, man. Like, you have, you have a sound that, you know, really rivals people that are like, you know, making their way up right now i appreciate that you know you've got a you know you can tell a story you can sing a song like you know you you're no fucking pushover man you're you're doing it i'm trying man i mean i honestly that is probably one of the best things to hear right now because i mean i mean we've talked i i'm an overthinker and I, I just I overthink everything. And if I'm not doing something right now, like, for instance, right now, the past couple of weeks, it's been relax and get my bearings and practice with the band and get ready for first show of the year, which is next weekend. And that's great and all. And it's like, yeah, cool. I'm excited for shows to start back up and doing all that. But then it's also like, what else can I be doing to go further? Right. And it's oh, yeah. it, it's a competitive thing. It's a, it's a drive thing. I mean, whatever you want to call it, but it's just like, you know, I just, I feel antsy and like, I am not doing enough all seconds of the day, but I know right now, like I I have my relaxed time and get other stuff situated. So it's good to kind of take a step back real quick and then go full send into it. Yeah, man. I mean, that's that's sometimes what you got to do, you know, it's, this uh, this business is fickle, and you know I say it all the time. Where it's it's unreal how crazy it is. You know how you know how long sometimes it takes too. You know it's just wild. I mean, I tell you what, dude. Like that's something that I have to remind myself of too. Is like I'm 23. I don't even t- turn 24 until the end of July this year. You're 23. Yeah. Dude, you suck, bro. <laughs> uh, but Dude, like, I was 14 the year you were born. <laughs> but no, like I, I keep trying to like tell myself, you know, I'm 23. Um, you know, it's cool if things aren't panning out crazy fast or, you know, I'm, I'm learning from little miss. It's like I look at like artists like, you know, Eric Church, Charles Godwin, they like didn't really start hitting it until they were in their thirties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it, yeah, it's I mean, one of those things I, I need to get that driven into my head because I'm very, you know, I want it now and I want to do great now. Yeah. yeah. You know, speaking of speaking of Chuck, right, did you listen to his Rogan podcast that came out? Uh, I listened. I started listening to it the other day. Um, haven't gotten around to finishing it. Been working on stuff, but. Well, you know, he kind of he touched on exactly what you just said. You know, to a T. You know, he didn't he didn't pick up a guitar. I think he said until he was like twenty. Yeah, actually. So I'll tell you what. Um, I think it was twenty. Yeah, it would have been twenty twenty two. I went out to an open mic. Morgantown, West Virginia. And it's, it's actually, it's funny because it's the same night that I met my now bass player, Sam Schneider. Um, and he was running the open mic and he was like, Hey man, like, or I said, Hey, like, you know, can I get this slot? I heard, you know, Charles Godwin is going to be playing the slot right after it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I want to play right before Charles Godwin. So um, I did just that, you know, I remember going playing, I remember I played Lady May and I completely mucked it up and I was like embarrassed because I did it. But and then Charles Goblin went up there, he sang Jesse and a couple other ones, and it was like the whole entire place just stopped. But uh after he played, uh he came down and he talked to like all the guys that were there. I got a picture with him and but he was like talking like me, Sam, a couple other guys that were there, and uh I remember like telling him, I was like, Hey, like, you know, I like, what can I do to further myself? And he asked me how old I was. And at the time I was 21 and he was like, shit, man, you got time. He was like, don't even worry about it. You're ahead of me. Like, yeah. so that, that kind of, that conversation that night, cause I remember at that point in time, I was like really down and out and like, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with music. And, uh, he was like, that kind of lit a fire under my with keeping that Central Mass vibe going, we have to thank our friends over at the DCU Center. Again, here in Worcester, dcucenter.com. They are the premier venue here in Central Massachusetts. They are a mid-size arena. They're the home of the Worcester Railers, the Massachusetts Pirates. Numerous concerts, numerous events. Check them out, dcucenter.com. They are at 50 Foster Street right here in Worcester. Cheers. Yes. You know, it's funny because it's like, you know, I I got to I I don't even know what I was thinking when I did it, but I had reached out to the Allegheny High, probably maybe about a little later, maybe like March of last year. And I, I remember said, that hey. episode, right? Yeah, and I said to the you know I said to the guys I was like, hey, listen, like I'm sure you're super busy, you don't have time for this shit. But, you know, if, you ha- if you'd like to, I'd love to have you guys on. And um, Nate, the bass player, reached out to me and he's like, hey, I'll ask a couple of the guys if they're interested and, you know, we'll get right back to you. And not even an hour goes by and um, Nate's messaging me and he's like, yeah, dude, like, when can we do it? When are you available? And I'm like, is this like a fucking joke? Isn't it like, crazy how a simple text message, DM, email can turn into something like that oh dude it's wild it's it's again pardon me for anybody that's listening i'm a new englander i swear like commas so it's um you know but it's fucking wild it is wild 
no it's you know, it's and, it's actually insane especially in this like type of industry right like expected to be like that because you know especially in music you know it's always you always hear it's who you know and it's just like you would not expect him or something like that to no. go i mean that's how i got uh philip bowen to do right. the fifth one west virginia girls right i just an email. you don't have you don't have to you don't have to delve into any to too much of, of the behind the scenes stuff but um did that set you back a little bit, money-wise? Uh, no, not really. Um, he he was. I'll give Philip Bowen this. He was so incredibly professional, and he was quick with it. He just like it was like here, here's the payment. Boom, do it, done. Um, but in terms of like setting me back, not really. Um, it. I mean the the song. I would say the streams that we've gotten on the song have paid for most of, if not all of uh, like what was spent on That's it. Um, nope. And then also no, like, no. I'm a student. Sorry, I'm a, so like I said, I'm a student um, in college. So I get uh, refund checks from my loans. <laughs> and, and I just like, I always dump like a grand of refund checks or something into some music project or something. Whether it be getting a new guitar, getting uh, Philip Bone on, or whatever, just trying to get some something going, I I just waste that part of the money. That's no, it's not a waste, brother. It's an investment. Yeah, it is one hundred percent an investment. You can't Absolutely. look at it. That's what that's I mean? what I keep telling my parents when they ask me about right. it. Right, exactly. Mom and Dad, listen, it's it's a it's an investment. It's an investment, and you know what? Joey Adams is going someplace because he wouldn't be if he wasn't, he wouldn't be on the Boots and Whiskey podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. You know, I'm at that point now, Joey, where I don't just take anybody. That sounds so arrogant, doesn't it? No, but it, it's true. I mean, you got to be like that, though. Like you know, it, you know, and it's 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 a blessing and a curse because it's like I'm, you know, when I started this, it was all about like, oh, you have a pulse and you sing songs, come on in. You know, now it's like I can't tell you the the fucking shit I come across and I'm like, no, no. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you, you have the reputation now to be selective. Yeah. Like I, I, I sometimes every now and again, I'll go back and listen to those like episodes in the first year. And I'm like, damn, like that person, that person or that artist would never, And again, I sound like such a dickhead and I apologize to anybody that's listening. But, um, you, you know, know there's going to be someone who was on oh, last yeah. year and they're going to be like this fucking right. asshole. Right. Look at, look at this motherfucker thinks he's better than us. And I'm like, no, that's not it. That's not it. But you know, oh, but like yeah. on the flip side, right? Like people that I've had on that I thought would, you know, break the, um, break the podcast. Not even close. Not even close. Really? Wild, man. It's wild. You know, but at the same time, you know, I've noticed that, you know, my guests that also share it, share the episode, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it does better, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, like I thought, you know, my first big, you know, big name um, band that, you know, people would know without listening to country music was Lanco, right? And yeah, Absolutely. It didn't blow up the way I thought it was going to. 
you know, and it was, and it was a great conversation. We had a, it was a blast. Yeah. But, no, I mean, you know, it didn't move the needle like I thought it would. It, it, it's weird how like you can, you know, like you can just pick out something like that. You can have a guest like that in your instance and it just doesn't like, you don't see a huge uptick. Right. Like this, like this episode, I guarantee you does more downloads than that one did. I guarantee I, it. I hope. <laughs> no, I know it will. For my sake. Like that just seems to be how it happens. You know, like, it, you know, and a lot of it is because you're hungry enough. You have, you know, you're going to put it out there and be like, hey, look at, look at what I've done. Listen to this story. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to send this to everyone I know. Right. But... right. And, and everybody you know will listen to it. And it's awesome. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, weird, too. Like, we're just talking about, like, weird stuff, I guess. Like, how some things in – because, like, you're in the music industry because you have the podcast. And, I mean, you rely on streams, downloads, and everything. And you interview musicians and acts. And, you know, it, it, it's weird how things that you think are going to do great don't always do great. But then things that you don't expect – will blow up yeah exactly exactly it's it's actually wild it's, it's just totally unpredictable right right no not to i'm not selling anything short right at all right because i think it's an awesome song um but what do you think west virginia girls does stream wise without the fiddle on it without the fiddle without the fiddle on it or without philip on it no without the fiddle Without the fiddle, I don't, I don't know, because I feel I kind of wrote that song thinking it needs fiddle. Yeah. So I think without the fiddle, it would just be an empty, unfinished song. Okay. Yeah. I get Uh, that. Now, without Philip Bowen's name on it, um, I think it definitely would not have gotten that initial recognition that it did. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Again, I mean no disrespect. I'm just more more curious on your thoughts well no absolutely because like it's one of those things like before west virginia girls we did like two eps and a single and we don't like we look back me and my producer we look back and it's like personally i don't even count those because they don't like the streams that we get weekly monthly yearly like the the majority of streams from this past year came from the four or five singles that we put Um, there was like only a small, small percentage of streams that came from the past two EPs or whatever. And it's because when we were doing those EPs, it was like my producer had never produced anyone other than himself before. And, um, I think he was like freshly out of college and I, um, had never been in a recording studio and also like my writing and the way I wanted the sound and everything was kind of like, uh it was it was immature um you know the the stuff that i was writing about and the way i was writing it i was like i look back now and i cringe um and then it's like like he was trying to figure out the sound that i wanted i was trying to figure i couldn't figure out the sound that i wanted so then that just kind of led us down a rabbit hole um and then you know we kind of got out of that and we kind of both said like hey new year new start, new song, like new style, like let's go with this. And, uh, you know, it just kind of snowballed from there. And 
we we liked the sound that we were getting with West Virginia girls and everything else we did this past year. And yeah, yeah and like five more, I think. But you know, and, and I probably could go and just delete all the old stuff. No, don't do that. And but th- but then it's like I kind of like my my bass player. He told me this. He was like, I don't think you should because it shows growth. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. So I think that's the only thing that's keeping me from you know deleting it. Yeah, because you know I t- I've talked to artists before. And they're like, you know, and I'll be like, oh, you know, you. You know, you've only released, you know, this single, that single, and this EP over the last, you know, couple of years. And they're like, well, actually, I have, I had way more music than that out, but I took it all down. And I'm like, why? Why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. Well, and it's like, you look at, uh, you look at Riley Green. Riley Green, the past couple of years, has been tearing it up. Yeah. And he, like, I mean, he is a big name. Anyone who listens to country music knows who Riley Green is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um listen to his like first stuff that first came out and you just straight up said like some of it is just not good yeah and it's okay like it's just i mean and it's not like anything like that but you can tell like for him like the writing matured the production matured like everything came full circle and he grew and i i think that's really cool because i still go and listen to like his earliest stuff and it's cool seeing like what he was writing and what he's writing now and like how yeah. the difference in sound. You know, it's it's actually funny you say that because I've I saw Riley Green open for um Brad Paisley, God, four or five summers ago now. <laughs> and like that was when um there was this girl who was like first coming on the radio. I think it had, had been number one at, already or getting close to it. Um, you know, and he played a lot of those older tunes. Um, you know, because it was before Different Round Here came out, you know, the full album. Mm-hmm. So all it was is, you know, singles and EPs and, and all this stuff. And, um, you know, he played Bury Me and Dixie that night. And, like, that song made me fall in love with him. I mean, I think that's the majority of Riley Green fans, honestly. Yeah. I mean, you that's... Know, it's like you... Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off. I just get excited. Um, Good, you're good. Um, but, you know, you listen to that song, especially, like, the first version of it that came out in tw- uh, 2018. Yeah. Um, you know, off that first, first EP of Bury Me and Dixie. Um, and it sucks. I'm real Realistically, the song blows. But it's the story is there and the feeling and the emotion is behind it. And I would say, remember, I would say, honestly, it would be that song and it would be uh, Georgia Time. Yes. George Great time tune. is what got a lot of people. Yep, absolutely. And then you know what other one really, really got me? Um, oh my god, I am blanking. Oh fuck. Um, now I gotta look. Um, the one about the guy sitting in the bar. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? And um. Get that man a beer, I think it's called. Oh yeah, get that man a beer. Yeah, Ooh. that one that one really got me too. And it was like, you know, he played those songs he played that night, it was like that, uh, Georgia Line, Bury Me and Dixie. Uh, there was this girl, obviously. Um, I think he played different round here and like grandpa's never died. It was like one of the first times he had he had ever played it. And 
like those songs, it was like, shit, I need to see this guy and hear this guy again. And I need to do it right now. Absolutely. You know, like for you coming up through, you know, doing this, you know, we haven't talked much about how you get into this, but how did you get into this whole playing music thing? Was there, was there a moment in time that you were like, you saw somebody, you heard something like, Hey, I want to try this. I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Um, yeah, I mean, so my entire family has played music. My dad's played in different bands. I mean, he plays guitar, banjo, bass. Uh, my mom, she plays keyboard and mandolin. Uh, you know, everyone in my family can play, sing, whatever. Um, but honestly, you know, I was in high school and it, it never really like struck me. Like I had tried picking on the guitar a few times and, you know, I could play the easy stuff like Smells Like Teen Spirit and, <laughs> and Smoke on the Water. <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, you know, I I never really like thought much of it, but honestly it was when I was in high school and, uh, I wanted to like learn, uh, the first song I learned on the guitar was anything but mine by Kenny Chesney. And, um, you know, I, I learned it to impress a girl and, you know, obviously she, she wasn't that impressed by it. So I was like, all right, cool, whatever. (laughs) So, then I would go, Then I went off to college. I, like I said, I went to West Liberty. And the only reason I went to West Liberty, there's two reasons. One, I was told it was a party school, which, small as it is, I did party a lot. Um, and two, Brad Paisley had went to school there for a short time. So I was like, okay, well, Brad Paisley went there. It must not be too bad. So I went there and I started playing and uh you know just doing whatever you know I'd play for people in my dorm room and play out at a fire or whatever just being that normal douchebag with a guitar and <laughs> um then it was the summer right before my sophomore year of college I went to a Dirks Bentley concert and got an underage citation for drinking a natty light and about two days later I wrote my song underage and I put it on Twitter and everyone saw it on Twitter and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is great. And so then that was my good friend, Mario Boney. He was like, Hey man, like you're playing songs, you're writing songs, you're talking all this talk, go play a show. And that next day we went booked three shows and it just kind of took off from there. But you know, and then COVID hit and, had to take a hiatus from playing shows. So then that's when I started getting the whole recording thing. Cause I was feeling restless and I was like, well, I can't have any possible music career sitting at home in quarantine. And, uh, you know, here we are, you know, now I feel like, I feel like now, like last year, the first year that my music career had really started. Now we got to thank our friends on the North shore the Porch Southern Fair and Juke Joint. Our buddy Jonathan Post is the head chef and owner of The Porch. They are at 175 Rivers Edge Drive, right in Medford, Massachusetts. Don't want to miss this place. They have some of the best food in the region. Jonathan has brought his Nashville roots here to New England with the food, with the hospitality, and most of all, the music. Check them out. The porch southern.com. 
Like I look at it and I look at last year as year one. Okay. Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess you, that's exactly. Yeah. I mean, in the timeline, I guess you're right. Yeah. I well, I mean, like it was, that. it was like everything before that year, it was like figuring it out. Right. You know, Like figuring out what I wanted to sound like figuring out, you know, how to be better at writing, just, you know, figuring stuff out, you know, figuring out the industry, figuring out who I was as, as an artist. And, uh, you know, it, that's kind of like how I look at it. And I just, I look at like this past year is like year one, we released new stuff with new sounds and took it a lot more serious. And because we did that, I mean, we saw a huge increase in listeners and fans and, I mean, we've really benefited from it and that's something I want to keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, when you're playing out, um, are you going to the same places over and over again? Or are you, um, you know, trying to, I don't want to say not, but, you know, trying to expand about where you are? Um, I'm always trying to expand. You know, I like playing new places. Um, it's, kind of slim pickings where I am. There's, there's a handful of good venues. Um, yeah. I mean, basically cause I am in Wheeling, you know, I'm on that middle finger of West Virginia and I, uh, I have the opportunity to play in Ohio, West Virginia and PA, um, pretty easily within, you know, an hour or two's driving distance. Uh, but you know, this next year I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, play a little bit more I, I visited Kentucky this past year twice and I liked going down there so I'd like to book a show or two down there and I've had some people from North Carolina talking to me trying to get me to come down and I actually a booking company uh, just this past week that is down in Texas and they're talking about getting me down there um, so you know I mean I, I'm definitely looking at playing new places and I didn't even start playing with a full band until late this past year. You know, we, we did, we did uh, like a few, I think like two full band shows. Um, and before that it was like three piece with like two acoustics and a cajon, or it was like a two piece or solo. And that's what we, what I was working with. But now it's, we have a full band and the majority of shows are full band this year, but now we're getting into venues that we couldn't get into before. Or I couldn't get into before because I didn't have a full band. That's awesome. So, wow, that's really great, bro. So, I do you have like a plan for this year? Like, we're gonna, you know, you're gonna do this circuit, and you know, I don't want to say beat it to death, but you know, to the point where the only place to go is out, you know, keep, keep going out. Um, yeah. So as of right now, I have at least one show a month booked from January to August. Um, okay. And I mean like one full band show. And so like, for instance, the next three months we hit Pittsburgh and then we're in wheeling and then in wheeling again. Um, so like, but we're at three different venues. So after that, we'll probably keep trying to spread out. Um, I have a couple shows in Zanesville, a couple in Morgantown. Um, you know, I have another one way out in uh, Smithton or PA. 
Um, and I mean, there's just a few other places. Then I'm going to try and use that second half of the year. And that's when I want to book like the, the further shows. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah branch out a little bit more i'd like to get down to nashville you know i got a cousin down in nashville and a couple friends down there too and i'd like to get down there and just you know whether i play down there or whether i just go down to visit you know whatever works out i don't know anything about the music scene or how it works down there um i imagine it's you know insanely competitive i know that but dude you just gotta go man yeah but i mean yeah yeah i mean it's i'm always looking to out further out and it, it, it then becomes like a whole booking thing because then it's like okay who books this place who books this place sure. what's the process for getting in um because you know you want to play at good venues you want to play at either a big bar or you know a legit music venue and yeah. um you don't just i mean those are the harder places to get into just because it's like who you know and they do with what they're comfortable with and who they know Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned the national thing. Like, you know, for you, man, it's... You spend a couple of weeks down there, you know, and honestly, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's hard, right? It's hard to just be like, "Oh, this is what I'm gonna do." Yeah, you know. But well, and I, I'm I'm also, you know, I'm a firm believer that, you know, I'm a firm believer in the whole independent artist movement that we've seen, um, in the sense that like you don't need to go to Nashville, but also it is where like the connections are, and it's where the people with money are, and you know, the power. Uh, in the music industry so especially for country music i mean that is the place to go so i i figure you know trip or two down definitely would be beneficial for me right oh absolutely absolutely and what what, what is it to drive there for you a couple hours three yeah hours, it's five. like six so, seven hours yeah i mean it's it's doable you know yeah and it's, it's doable. it is definitely doable um but it's also you know i just I have to plan it out right. And it's like, I want to make sure I know the right people before I go down and I don't just go down there and go bar hopping. Cause I know if I go down there with no plan or no people to meet at the very least, then I will just go bar hopping the entire time. Right. No, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. 100%. Um, and that's, that's how, that's where the discipline comes in. Right. Absolutely. That's, you know, that's where it's like, you know, Joey, be a big boy and, and do it. And listen, know, listen to me. Like, like, I'm telling you, like, I'm your fucking dad. Um, <laughs> you don't know how many times in my life I've heard Joey be a big boy and do it. <laughs> oh, God, dude. I'm 36 years old and my parents still do that. You know, it's it's wild, man. Like, I, I tell people all the time, I don't I I haven't grown up yet. You know, I don't, I don't know why, you know, I'm having a tough time with it, man. And I've got three kids and a wife. Man, grown ups overrated. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think so. But, you know, when you have three kids and a wife, I, I have no choice and I still have a tough time, you know, and 
Oh, not to sure. get too personal, but that's where that's where the fucking that's where the you know my wife and I get into a lot of a lot of fist not fisticuffs like fight <laughs> you know brawls, but like that's where a lot of tension comes from. You yeah, know? it's hard, man. Let, you know, if if I can give you any piece of advice in this life, you know, always chase your dreams, man, but always take care of what's at the end of the day what's really really important. Absolutely. I, I completely yeah. agree with and, you. And, uh, you know, it's it's wild, man. I've, so um, we've talked a lot about a lot of things and about absolutely nothing today, um, <laughs> which I think is great. But the last time I talked to you, you said you were um, – are you still working like a, like a real job? Uh, <laughs> I was. Um, <laughs> I, I feel this. I dipped into insurance for about two months and absolutely despised it. Yeah. Um, it just was not for me. And, uh, you know, I just, I was not about it. Uh, so now I'm just kind of, you know, in limbo right now. Um, just trying to figure out what I'm going to do, gearing up for, like I said, the next couple shows and being my band and, uh, doing all that potentially going to start substitute teaching. So there you I, go. I guess we'll see how that works. But I mean, I like, I'm still in school and everything. Uh, so I think, you know, priority number one is finish out school and just keep working on the whole music thing. That's, you know, that's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do now. Did, so you're still in college full time. Yes. No, maybe so. Yeah, full time. I'm actually I'm in grad school. Grad school. What What did you do for your undergrad? So I did marketing for my undergrad. Okay. And then I'm getting my MBA right now. And what? Uh, just you know, in MBA in management. Okay. There you go. Taking yeah. the taking the safe route. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, I figured it's the safe route, and uh, on top of that, it's like my whole thought process is. I could go to grad school for another two years or undergrad and then in those two years, hopefully save up some money before I start paying back loans or progress somewhere with my music a little bit further to where I can be sustaining on it. Um, and so, you know, that was my whole thought process with that, but coming towards the, uh, the end of the line here in May, and I don't have much of my savings. <laughs> I don't know how much that plan really is going to work out for me. I get it. I get it, man. It's it's tough. It's tough. You know, at least you you know you have some sort of an idea of something. You know, you know that there's, you know, you're not just dead in the water, right? Yeah. Um, and that's huge. You know, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I wish. Shit. What did you say you were? Twenty two. Twenty. 23 23 23 I wish I wish I had I would have had a sense at 23 like you did yeah I mean I don't even so I think I would be totally remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at 10thwhiskey.com. That's 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company. They're out of Vail, Colorado. Great, great friends of ours. We um we don't like bourbon here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, and they make the absolute best bourbon I've ever tasted in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because they've 
been great to us. They have the best bourbon, the best rye I've ever tasted in my entire life. So check them out, 10thwhiskey.com. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. Cheers. I don't know if I have much of a sense, but... Well, I mean, you know, you have a savings. <laughs> Even if it's not much, it's way more than what I had at 23. You know? Uh, at 23, all my, all my money went to... Um, Drinking beer and, you know, hookers and blow. <laughs> no, not really. Not really hookers and blow. I, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but things that, you know, I could have probably, you know, I could have probably went on nicer vacations than I did. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, I get it, man. I Trust me. I'm. That's a, a bad habit of mine is just burning through my money like wildfire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know it's so bad that my wife doesn't even let me have my debit card. <laughs> you know, because it's like up oh, swipe. <laughs> you know, it's it's wild. Well, you know, you're always going to need more bourbon, more whiskey, bro. I don't know if I do. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I yeah, you do. I do, but you know, uh, you know, a lot of the whiskey I have, I haven't even, you know, I, don't, I haven't paid for. You know, it's been even, it's been gifted. It's been sent as like a, hey, try this, you know, which yeah. is great, which I've been very fortunate about, you know, but I'm not trying to sell that short at all. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Did I lose you? Nope, I'm right here. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so, you know, man, again, I thank you for coming on and telling your story and shooting the shit with me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, man, honestly, I mean, I'm just like I said, you know, I've been restless lately and what I can do and what I should be doing and what I'm not doing. And yeah, now I, I feel it. like this is definitely a step in the right direction. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing it, man. I, I mean, anybody that's listening to any of your tunes, like there's, there's something there and it's, it's going to just keep, you know, you're young. It's just going to keep going. It's just going to keep going. That is the hope, man. That is the hope. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, and, um, it, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, not compare myself. I, I know that's the, like the one thing I, I like got to quit doing is like, I try and compare myself to those who's like, that I've seen before or those around me, whatever. And, you know, it's, it, it's like, no, man, I just got to keep doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just do your thing. That's all you got to do. But, do is worry about what you're doing. Absolutely. And, it, and it's like, you know, I just, you know, like I said, man, I'm an overthinker. I mean, anyone that knows me knows that. I mean, it's just, I, I overthink constantly and, I'm thinking too much and it's, it's hard to just, I know, but it, it, it's hard to like turn the brain off, just keep my head down and do my thing. Yeah, I One get it. Things. I get it, man. You know, we, we're, we're in different aspects of this industry, you know, but it's, it's the same, man. I, I totally sympathize with you. You know, it's, you know, I'm on year three of doing this show. And it's like, damn it. Well, like, when's the shoe going to fall? 
Well, and you know what? I think the fact that I do worry, I do overthink, I, I am restless about it, I'm competitive with it. I think those qualities that I have, that you have, that I, I feel like anybody who has those qualities, those are the people who want it bad enough. You know, it, it's those are the people that really want to succeed. And it's like not everyone is going to blow up and be Morgan Wallen. Not everyone is right. going to blow up and have, you know, millions of streams or even, you know, a million monthly listeners or whatever. But, you know, I, I think the end goal for the majority of musicians and artists that, you know, quote unquote, want to make it is just being sustaining with it. Right. That's it. That's all you gotta do is just stick with it. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have ups, you're gonna have downs, man. Um and you know, at the end of the day it's your resilience that that speaks louder than, than you realize. Absolutely. You know, that's you're dude, don't even worry. Don't worry about shit, man. You're fucking you know you're killing. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just keep killing. You know. I appreciate that. I know. I've said it a lot, right? I, but you're on. You're on to something here, man. Just you know, get it in front of the right people, and you know, I. I think I think that's another big trick too, yeah. and I think I think that's something where I need to do a little bit more networking that I, I don't really network as well as I do as well as I should. I get it. I get it. It's tough, you know, especially if, I mean, you have a, you've done marketing class. Also, don't forget our friends over at hogwashandrhinestones.com. Our good friend Ray is the owner over there. She makes incredible clothing that you've seen all over the place from Nashville to Boston to everywhere in between. Some really big names have worn her stuff. That's hogwash, the letter N, rhinestones.com. Check them out. Tell them the Boots and Whiskey podcast sent you. You won't be disappointed. Check them out. Hogwashandrhinestones.com. All right. I am back. No, what happened? Did you hang up on me? I didn't hang up on you. No. Uh, one of my dumbass friends, I'm going to name drop him, Hayden Darrow. Um, oh, fucking Hayden. Fuck you, Hayden. Fucking He'll listen. Hayden. He'll listen to it's this. Always, he it's called always me. guys named Hayden. Honestly. You know, so what was he doing? Calling you? Yeah, he was calling me. Oh, that's Is he part of your band? No, he's he's actually he's an old fraternity brother. Um, wow. No, but he uh, he's probably up at school right now, wondering what I'm doing or something, asking me to go get Mexican. I imagine. Mexican. It's eleven in the morning. It's never too early for Mexican. That's true. Are you kidding me? I mean, eleven a.m. Margarita. I can't say that. I don't like Mexican food all too much. Really? Yeah. That's fair. That's yep. fair. Not a, not, go, a, not a huge fan. I go but. for the uh, I go for the chicken and refried beans and the margaritas. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Big, fair enough. Big margarita guy. Outside of bourbon. Like outside of bourbon and you know Stoney's beer, you know, big margarita. I like that. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh man, I'm I'll, I'm gonna let you go and get your margaritas and your 
your fucking burritos and whatever the hell else you do. <laughs> um, but before I let you go, I got to ask, uh, you know, the age old questions here at the Boots and Whiskey podcast that I promised myself in the last episode I recorded that I was going to stop doing this shit. But I think it's a staple now. Um, what's your boots and what's your whiskey, man? Uh, my boots are Ariat's. Um, All right. Fun fact, I'm actually wearing slippers that look like boots that are made by Ariat. So I have I have Hey Dude boots. Oh, how are Dude, those? They're fucking incredible. <sighs> incredible. My in-laws got me a pair of like Hey Dude shoes last year for Christmas. Uh, and I have pretty much worn them out, right? They're like, they are practically slippers at this point. Um, or as my kids call them, my lady slippers. Um, but they got me a pair of the Hey Dude boots. Oh my god, that's awesome! Because um, now I can like fake it. Like if I don't want to wear my cowboy boots, I can just be like, "Hey, I got boots on." Yeah, on. no the the only pair of boots I own are the Ariats, and I've had them for like going on four years now. Nice. And I need to get them like fixed. Like the soles are starting to bust out and everything. Nice. But, but yeah, as far as boots, Ariats all the way. Um, as far as whiskey, um, if I'm doing a show, it's probably going to be Jack, Jack or Bullet. Um, yeah. But you know, if I'm at home, it's probably going to be uh, probably going to be Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Okay, that's a good one. I'm a I'm a bit of a bourbon snob sometimes. Are you? Are you? Are you like a? Are you like a whiskey douche, Joey? I'm not a whiskey douche. I don't I don't do all that, but I uh I like I like the good stuff. I mean, I'm that's the thing. I I, I get it and I uh, I'll wait in line for it or whatever. But really? um but I'm going to drink it. Like I have okay. a bottle. Like I have three bottles of Weller just sitting in front of me and I might just crack like I mean one of them's like the Weller foolproof, which like is really hard to get around here and I might just, you know, crack into it later. Who knows? I like it. We're about to I get like we're about to get snowed in for two days here. So uh Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be a lot of drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've got a couple of bottles that I haven't cracked open yet. Um that, you know, a lot of it is because one, they're expensive. <laughs> and two, you know, I'm kinda waiting for a special occasion. Mm-hmm. I get that. Uh, you know, like I've got a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue I got for Christmas last year that I haven't opened. One, because it's like, do I really want to open a fucking $300 bottle of, you know, scotch just because? No. Um, so I've been sitting on that. And then I have a, I also got a, last Christmas, I got a bottle of Blanton's that I haven't opened from my former boss that I should just open and drink it and you know, fuck you. Honestly, you should. I'll get you more Blanton's. I'll make a trip out. Yeah, I like it. Because uh, the Blanton's here is like few and far between, and then if you can get it, it's like so jacked up, it's unreal. Yeah, we, we get a drop of it every couple weeks um, or every couple months even. But I don't know. what. Where at in New England are you? I'm in Massachusetts. So I'm like... I am just north of the Rhode Island, the northern Rhode Island line. Okay. Do you know so, Nick Casey? Yeah, actually, I was actually going to ask you about Nick Casey because Nick, Nick and I are very close friends. 
Okay, yeah, because he's been talking about coming out here, and I've been talking about going out there and doing shows together. Yeah, you guys, um, you guys together would be unreal. Yeah, he's unreal. he's a, he's a cool dude. We've been we we text every now and then. He got on me a couple weeks ago because I didn't text him back, and I just that's just something I do. I I have like three hundred unread text messages. Dude, and... I would shit a brick. I would lose my mind. That's I, I used to be like that. I used to be like that. Something flipped, and now it's like I just don't even read my messages half the time. I'm jealous of that. It's it's a it's a bliss. It's ignorance is yeah. bliss. Yeah, but, it sure is. Yeah. You know that's that's why I don't really watch the news anymore. True. I don't even have cable. You know? Right. Right. But, I. Uh... You know, I have a degree in political science, and everybody asks me all the time what I think about what's going on. And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't even know what's going on. I couldn't even tell you. Don't care. It's the way it needs um, to be. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, do, dude, do do some shit with Nick Casey, man. You won't you won't regret it. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. Okay, you've been blowing me oh, off, man. I'm not blowing you off anymore now. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm happy to be on, man. I, I love this podcast. I mean, this is probably in my this this is in my top three podcasts that I listen to. Do I even want to know what's the other two? Uh, you wouldn't. I, I don't know if you'd know them or not. Um, they're not country music related. You're the only country music one. Fuck yeah! Well, yeah, dude. You're you're the, the only music one. Period. The other one. What? uh is sports stuff with Jim and Muff. Um, there are some guys out of this way, and then uh, I listen to the Pine Room podcast every now and then. But what's that? Uh, it's just like a podcast that some guys from uh, you know West Liberty they made. Yeah, you, know, you should actually give it a listen. You'd probably like it. Um, but I've only listened to it a few times, but it, you'd you'd probably like it. You'd probably like both of them, honestly. Um, sports stuff with Jim and Muff. I mean, as you can imagine, it's you know sports related they do they just talk about a lot of different sports and all that. i think they all have stuff on youtube too sweet you know it's funny like being in new england like you know what i mean i love the red Sox, and you know i i watch with the bruins and the celtics and the pats do but like i don't i don't care like a lot of other people do um but i do like listening to new heights oh yeah the, uh, the kelsey brothers stuff love new heights Oh my god! And actually, a lot of it is just is just because it's funny. Actually, I'm taking Pine Room out. New Heights is in my top three. Yeah, you know, between New Heights, the Rogan show, uh, Rogan show, like those are really the only two podcasts I really listen to religiously. I don't even listen to this. See, that's the thing. I rarely listen to podcasts. I mean, it's normally like I'm either listening to music or doing whatever. But when I do, I mean, I try. I normally pick between it's like you and new heights or sports stuff whatever i mean it's i i have a good rotation of stuff that i pick from well i appreciate it i do you know like for me like i listen to these episodes just long enough to get it as a stream and then i like all right i'm good (laughs) (laughs) i can't even blame you man i feel like everyone's done that at some point yeah I mark it as played, and it's like, all right, well, that counts. Sweet, sounds good. <laughs> um, but Joey, man, I'm I'm so thankful for you, brother, and I, you know, I can't wait to see what you continue to do. And you know, you're more than welcome to come back here and and shoot the shit anytime you want, man. I appreciate.
having me. Anytime, man. Good luck with everything, and uh, you know, stay in touch, man. Stay in touch. Of course. Sounds good, buddy. Enjoy your day, bud. Hey, you too. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Well, there you have it, everyone. Our conversation with Joey Adams. Joey, again, thank you so much, brother, for coming on. Absolute killer conversation. We hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoyed doing it. Um, like I said, we are coming back full-fledged here in the next week or so. So thank you for sticking with us, and we will uh, continue to get you some great content as we go. Um, this weekend, we have PBR two days, and then I think we're going to see Tanner Usray. Usray. I fuck I always fuck that up. Damn it. And our boy JD Clayton at the Sinclair in Cambridge. So can't not wait for that. Um and that's it, guys. Remember here at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast, it's all about real people, real stories, real country. Until Thursday, guys, when we have Shelby Dahl on the show. Keep those boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass, y'all. Cheers. Good night.